Do you have pictures of people when they come up on your phone? Because I don't, but I was very late to the smartphone game. Um, yeah, if somebody sends me a funny Snapchat of them that they never want anybody to see, I usually save that and set it as their profile picture. That is such a brazen, abusive Snapchat. (laughs) I'm proud of you. I didn't know you were so chaotic. Does anything come up for me? Um, I don't think so. Most of my Snapchats are just of, like, weird piggy banks I found or birds. I've got some weird pictures of you, like, cleaning mannequins' faces off. I'll have to stick one of them in there. Welcome to Horse and Aloud, arguably one of the best Australian Bojack Horseman podcasts. I'm Jem DeSalis. And I'm Paige Winkle. And welcome back to season two. We had a week off. Shh. But I yeah, mean, we they did. know. <laughs> I was like, hmm, sure it was nice not to have to ep- edit an episode this week, but that's because the week before I'd spent like nine hours editing that three person, two and a half hour recording. So so in the long run, it wasn't any less work for you. It was just... No, it was just... Condensed. Slopped into a pile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, condensed. That's the science word for that. What did you do over your break? Um, I learned to play the musical saw. Oh, that's, that's a good skill. What did I do? I only learned that like half an hour ago. Oh, like legit. I thought you were joking. I was trying to come up with a comedic answer. Did you not hear the weird like... No, I didn't. I thought you were out. That's real cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do anything with my week. Okay, so season two, episode one. What do you reckon it's called? Um, is it called What Are You Doing Here? No, that would be a good name though. Uh, this is mm. actually quite hard. Is it called... Bojack's mom is a bitch. <laughs> it could be, but no. I'm quoting Herb Kazaz there, listeners. That's not just my misogyny. <laughs> also, she's awful. She is awful. I want to talk about that. Um, Can you give me a clue? It comes up at the beginning of the episode, and it's kind of about Todd's arc. Is it called... Sleepy Todd. Wait, no, I know what it's called. It's called A Brand New Couch. I must have the episode titles now. Ah, oh, that's disappointing. There goes our game. But yeah, yeah, it no, is. No, 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 it's fine. I'm just gonna, like, at some point get you to come in and change the names of all the files. Okay. Because I only saw that one, and even then I sort of forgot it. Okay. So if you just come in and change, like, get rid of the episode titles and leave the episode codes. We can have our fun game Then we back. can continue to play our game. <laughs> Which is what the listeners come here for. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed our episodes about Zootopia. Yeah. As I mentioned to you off air, people keep on trying to talk to me about Zootopia when I tell them I did an episode on it, and I have to tell them to, to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did we talk about Zootopia. We did. We got we got in there. Some hard-hitting journalism. What am I talking about? No, it wasn't. It was journalism, sort of. Is reviewing media journalism? I think it technically is. I, yeah. We did research and then we did exposition. That's journalism. Yeah, I didn't do... J- We're um, journalists. Okay, okay. Um, So should we get into it? What happened? Yeah. The first episode of season two? This episode started in 1973. The animation's so smooth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
we see Bojack watching the interview we saw in the last episode of season one, um, with Bojack watching the Dick Caveat show, where Secretariat answers Bojack's question. I really like how when Secretariat was joking, like, should I write him back and let him know I got the joke, Bojack's just, like, smiling and nodding. (laughs) And then Bojack's mum and dad come in and they're fighting. Bojack's dad has been having affairs, and then Bojack's dad leaves. I liked the little bit about the salad plate and the sauces and stuff. In German, a saucer is called an Untertas, which is an undercup. Oh, that's super interesting. It's the fun German fact of the episode. People make a lot of fun of German for having such literal names for things, but I always bring up fireplace. What's that called? Oh, in our world. I mean, what we call it. Uh, it did okay. you say in our world? <laughs> yep, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, Germany is a dark mirror of our universe full of <laughs> nonsense words and undercups. <laughs> uh. Continue. <laughs> So Bojack's mum comes into the room that he's sitting in and tells him that before she had him, she was, like, considered beautiful. <laughs> so her, her opening line is, don't sit too close to the television, it will make you cruel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And she says that he better grow up to be something great. And I just wanted to ask, I'm sure I've asked this before, what's with the sailor suit? Why is he always wearing it? Even in the portrait of them behind the couch, he's in his little sailor suit. I know that's a trope of like people dressing their kid up like a sailor all the time. I'm not really sure where it comes from. I think I've just picked that up from osmosis. I don't know how much of a thing it was and how weird it is. And also I get the feeling that it doesn't make sense in the timeline if that was less than 50 years ago. I feel like it was earlier than that that people were doing that, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, this is one of those shows where everyone basically just wears the one outfit all the time. Yeah, that is a good point. So maybe it's just the first outfit you put on and then the wind changes and that's what you wear forever. He was just dressed as a sailor one day (laughs) and then that became his all of time. (laughs) And then I guess he turned 20 and bought some skinny jeans and a blazer. Do you think that young Bojack was a different actor or do you think it was Will Arnett pitched up? I don't know. I think I've looked into this before and it doesn't. Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe it is him pitched up. But that's weird because Will Arnett's credited in this episode as being Bojack Horseman and Butterscotch Horseman, Bojack's dad. I always forget he has a name. <laughs> it's a good, strong, honest name. We've got different opening credits this season. Yeah, we do. The ending's still the same, but yeah, we've got things that happen in this season instead of things that happen in last season, which is, you know, sensible and we can't talk about it that much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can Keep talk- a lookout. Talk about the fact that, like, one of the scenes is now the set of Secretariat. I did some pausing on the party scene. In the background, you can see... Oh, I've forgotten his name. But I wrote it down. Um, if this is the turtle, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, uh, sorry. You can see Tom Jumbo Grumbo interviewing Sebastian on the TV in the Mm. background. I love Tom Grumbo Jumbo. Throughout this episode, Bojack's listening to these, like, motivational tapes, and they're credited as, like, some presumably fictional, inspirational author. But it's George Decay, right? Yes, that's the voice. But I don't know why they called him Andrew J. Hence. I've Googled him. The only result is he's an actor known for planes, trains, and audiomobiles. And in that, he was just... I'm sorry, did you just say audiomobiles? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Planes, trains, and automobiles. 
There we go. You can see how that happened. But he's he's just credited as bus lover. Like he had a really minor part. I don't know where they got that name from. I was hoping you would have an answer. That's really interesting. I assumed they just made up a name. And I, I guess it's possible that they did do that and didn't realize it's a real person, but it's probably someone's in charge of Googling fake names and making sure they're not real people. Yeah. That's a weird pull. I don't know. And like nothing about that is an animal because later in the show, there's a guy called Goose whose real name is Gus. And I couldn't find him until I was like, hang on, Goose is an animal and this show has animal puns in it. I can see you're finally getting it. <laughs> in After this episode season. one of season two, we've <laughs> finally cut to the core. <laughs> Anyway. Have you seen Planes, Trains, and Audiomobiles? Like, no. is he... I wonder if his voice sounds anything like George Takei's. Yeah, maybe. I mean, most people's don't, but... It's weird. It, listeners, if you know what's going on, please write in and tell me. I don't think he ever said, oh my, either, which was very disappointing. <laughs> what's that from? Because I can remember him doing it in The Simpsons, but nothing else. I don't know. It's just, like, the thing that George Takei says in popular culture. Okay. Like, I would guess that it's something Sulu from Star Trek says at some point. Yeah. Because it kind of just come out of nowhere, and that's what he was best known for for a long time, and probably still is. Hmm. But now he just says it when he's in things. Like, he, when he was in Adventure Time, he said it. He's in, he's in, like, one episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, and I'm not sure if he says oh my or not. I'll have to check on that. So while Bojack's listening to the inspirational audio tape, he's getting dressed in running gear, and he's getting ready and stuff, and he drinks a smoothie. Did you see this? Yeah, he's got the smoothie blend. Yes. And it has little buttons with faces on it. I'm glad that the product is taking off. They actually made it. I can't believe they went through with it, but I'm so glad they did. That's very interesting because it means that the the kind of mood that the smoothie is, is based on the setting of the blender, not the ingredients. Yeah. So I'm not sure what aspect of the blending imparts the mood to the smoothie. Also... So there's the, sm the yellow smiley face, which is the one that he picks. But on the left side of that, there's a red angry face. And on the other side of that, there's a green face that might be like, it's like the eyes and stuff, but with a wobbly mouth, which I thought may maybe meant nervous or, you know, sick because it's green. Why would you want to drink a sick smoothie? Or one that made you really angry. Like happy is the only reason I could think to use that product. I don't know if we can even assume it's popular. I think Todd probably just has one. Because he invented it. The people who are moving Bojack's furniture around in this scene are from U-Haul with an E-W-E, a classic. Ah. We've seen one of their vans before. Yeah, so the catch is getting taken away and then Todd shows up and he's annoyed because he's woke up in an alley on the old couch. <laughs> and I can see, like, Bojack doing that to Todd, but, like, the fact that the movers were like, eh, this couch has a dude on it, but I guess we will just take <laughs> it to the alley. Also, what alley? We've seen Bojack's property. Where's the nearest alley? It's not like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so then Bojack goes for a run, listening to his little tapes. Sorry, before that. Mm-hmm. One of the paintings on Bojack's wall, um, it's a painting of a sunset over these two hills, and I'm pretty sure it's the same, like, sunset over the hills that look like- that looks like a butt. In that episode when- That he and Sarah Lynn are, like, sitting watching. Huh. It's, like, one of Bojack's favourite views. Or it's just some other sunset butt rocks. Who knows? <laughs> The Sunset Butt Rocks were a really good band, and they're very underrated. <laughs> yeah, so Bojack goes for a run. He's listening to the tape, and my favourite line from the tape comes up, where George Takei says, everything is a metaphor. You are literally a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. 
So good. And then he gets overtaken by, is it a baboon? Yeah, I think it's a baboon. I think he comes back later in the season. Stay tuned, listeners. So at Princess Carolyn's office, she's talking to Vincent about a strangler. (laughs) Wait, about what? A strangler. It's a person who kills people by strangling them. Is that like the movie she's... Well, why is she why is she talking about a strangler? She's like, How did I not notice this? The, the joke is that Princess Carolyn is talking to Vincent about, you know, she didn't even know to know she was dating a strangler. Some people just see what they want to see, and then it, uh, you see Vincent okay. and it's like... I do know why I didn't notice that, because I was very distracted by Vincent's office. Did you take a close look at it? No, I didn't. Tell me. Okay. Like, first of all, he, he's got one? Oh, yeah. Like, I do, it seems that he does actually have a fake job that he goes to, not just one that he talks about to Princess Carol. And I don't know where these kids' parents are. No. There's a globe and stuff, there's a Newton's cradle, and stacks of papers, things like that. There's a computer screen that does not appear to have any peripherals attached to it. There's no keyboard or mouse on his desk. But there is a monitor showing a simple graph where the vertical axis is labelled stock market and the horizontal axis is labelled business opportunities. (laughs) The graph indicates that when the stock market is high, business opportunities also are high. Which I can't quite fault. Yep. But. (laughs) Like, maybe he does have a real job. Like, he just says his business bullshit and everybody around him thinks he's really smart. Has he faked his way into an actual job at the business factory? Imagine his resume. Yeah, so then Bojack comes around to talk to Princess Carolyn and we find out that she has a new assistant and it's been a month between seasons since he won the Golden Globe. And then filming for the Secretariat movie starts tomorrow. While they're talking, he's being very obnoxious, like he is throughout this whole episode, talking in a lot of aphorisms and acronyms and things about turning over a new leaf and his new attitude. Um, And he, like, puts his leg up on her desk to do a stretch and knocks down and smashes the framed photo of that bird with its arm around a bear. Oh, okay. And Princess Carolyn is clearly pissed off, but not enough to say anything. And I was, like, so mad because the second that it, like, fell and I saw that it was that photo, I was hoping that she'd be like, you bastard. That's my cousins or something. No such luck. Still no idea. So then we go to Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane's house. Uh, Mr. Peanut Butter is looking for a bandana to cover up his collar. He's got one of those big cones on his head that stops dogs from biting it. Yeah, I couldn't think of what they were called. I think it's just called a cone. But like, it's because he... So he punched a mirror because he got drunk and thought that his reflection was another dog and tried to fight it but mm. with his fists which I like but then the whole point of those cones is to stop dogs from like biting at their stitches and stuff but because it's on his forearm it doesn't actually like block his face enough that he couldn't just do it. Yeah it's a good point. I wonder if he goes to a normal doctor or if there are like vets in this world. That sounds pretty racist. Yeah. She just said the doctor. Okay. That's an interesting thought, though, because if it is just all doctors, which is what makes the most sense, there's no such thing as a vet. Yeah. But I wonder if you would have extra specialties in medicine, because, like, everyone's basically the same below the waist, but, like, different types of heads would definitely require different types of medical care. Yeah. So Diane's waiting for Bojack, because they're going to carpool to set together. And then when Bojack shows up, he's in a really friendly mood and um bojack and mr peanut butter talk about going to see the mighty mighty boss tones 
Kids together? Are they a real band? I think so. I've heard of them before. They're not as good as that joke band I said earlier. <laughs> I forget what that was, but I remember being very amused at myself. <laughs> a lot of the art on Mr. Peanut Butter's walls really emphasizes the butt. <gasps> I thought that was just me. Okay, good. I saw that as well. Yeah, and I guess that's because dogs are into butts. Yeah. Okay. Lisa Hannawalt is also just really into drawing butts, but, like, it only seems to come out in Mr. Peanut Butter's house. Maybe she had to rein it in and pick one character that was also really into butts. <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe Diane picks most of the artwork and she likes looking at dogs' butts, because that's also definitely a thing we can assume. Yeah. So yeah, then Diane and Bojack get in the car, and Todd's in the car, going to work with them. Yeah, he's sleeping in a bunch of different places, because he doesn't trust the new couch. Ah, oh, Todd. I love him. On the set, Bojack meets his co-star. Corduroy Jackson Jackson. Yeah. He's played by Brandon T. Jackson. wonder if that was on purpose. Probably. There were a bunch of really good background characters working on the set. One is just a woman who is a fennec fox, and there's nothing else particularly special about her, but I'm just really into fennec foxes. Yeah. Definitely in my top three favourite kinds of fox. Okay. Along with normal foxes. And Basil. And Vulpix. Who's Basil? Basil the fox on that show. Do you mean Basil Brush? Yeah, Basil Brush. I couldn't remember his last name. He's a fox, yeah? Yeah, I, I just yeah. forgot that his name was Basil because he always makes me call him Mr. Brush when we're playing bridge. <laughs> There's a camera person who has, like, cool pastel greenish-blue hair and is wearing a tank top and has a lot of tattoos. Uh, this is my new segment ever since that weird mermaid. Animal Tattoo Corner. They have the classic two swallows on the chest tattoo, mm -hmm. but they have little arms instead of wings, and it's like they're gonna high-five. Oh, that's cool. Um, also just the word yeah tattooed right across their throat. Okay, that's pretty which hardcore. I definitely respect. There was a guy in America who was, like, fighting for his right to wear a scarf in court because he had a tattoo on his throat that he thought would prejudice the jury against him. Mm. Because he was on trial for murder, and he just had the word murder tattooed really big on his neck. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know to this day how I feel about that, because, like, it definitely would prejudice the jury. Yeah, but wow. <laughs> like, imagine when you're getting that, you just have this buzzing little needle jackhammer just going at your Adam's apple, and you're thinking, this will never come back to haunt me, I bet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so then back at the set, Diane doesn't get off to a great start with Kelsey. That's what we agreed to call her, yeah? Kelsey. Yeah, the director. Yeah, and Kelsey really likes Todd. Everyone likes Todd. Yeah. She says he's got a very soothing face and I like looking at it. It's like a Matisse painting. Who's Matisse? A French painter who painted that painting of the figures all joined hands kind of dancing around that's in Bojack's study. Oh, okay. And several other paintings. Yeah. It was pretty good, I guess. The funny thing is, like, Todd's face does look a little bit like a Matisse painting because it has bold lines and flat colours, but that's true of literally everyone in that universe, so who knows. Oh, okay. Uh, also, I forgot to say that Diane gets given the job of making sure that nobody trips over this big cord that's running through the set. Kelsey is not impressed by the fact that there's a character consultant there. Yeah. Yeah, so then they start the actual filming. Bojack marks up his one line. Realises that he actually can't act. <laughs> he can just deliver lines, and that's fine for a sitcom, but now he has to use emotions. Yeah. There's a poster for the race 
that's like right next to Corduroy Jackson Jackson and it's kind of laid out in a way that makes it seem like horse racing in this universe is an analogue for boxing not yeah, for running I got that impression too because it's Secretariat versus a horse called Giant Hearted Sham don't know if that's a real race also or not definitely not outside the normal spectrum of horse name ridiculousness in horse racing but <laughs> yeah and they've kind of like got their dukes up and it really seems like it's just a race between literally just those two guys yeah and that makes me think that if if Secretariat's whole arc in this is based on a real athlete, it might be based on a disgraced boxer who mm. committed suicide because he was caught betting on himself, not a runner. And I've got, that makes total sense because runners don't, you don't bet on runners, yeah, not legally. You can legally bet on horse racing and I think you can legally bet on boxing. Yeah. But not on like foot races. So that actually totally makes sense. I, I wonder if they had that in their head the whole time or if between seasons someone was like, wait, how is he putting bets on himself if he's just a runner? Mm. But then they were like, okay, we'll make it so running is boxing. Also, there is a Simpsons joke from many years ago where Mike Tyson is fighting Secretariat in a boxing match. So oh. Simpsons got their first Bojack Horseman. Not even you are safe. <laughs> What happens next? Diane gets a call from Sebastian, and he's disappointed that she didn't come to work for him. I think I ship Sebastian St. Clair and Mayor Lionheart from Zootopia. Ah, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. They're both such big, brash, wanky big cats. It's yeah. Great. Yeah, while she's on the call, we see um, a, a dog and a chicken walk past, but the dog's mm. in a chicken costume and the chicken's in a dog costume. Yeah, they're like carrying their heads under their arms. Like, they've got their marks off. <laughs> Presumably working on the same movie together. Yeah. Yet another example of species blind casting, I guess. There's also a Swamp Monsters of Malibu movie being filmed, I guess, because, like, a car goes by that has, like, someone in a Swamp Monster costume with, like, a bunch of surfboards. So that'll be good for Pinky. Yeah. Assuming he's still getting trickle-down royalties for it. Yeah. Also, sorry, just jumping back to something I missed. When Bo mm -hmm. Bojack's first doing the scene, Bojack is reminded that at this point in Secretariat's story, his dad has just been sent to the glue factory, presumably to oh be God. turned into glue. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we've, like, touched a little bit on, like, the food industry, but, man. Yep, apparently that's how they make glue in this world as well. Yep. Which is weird, because I'm pretty sure we've figured out another way to make glue. Like, I don't think we use horses anymore, do we? I think maybe we do. I know they. there was an episode of Skins where they go to Russia and there's a horse being made into glue in Russia. Oh. But I don't know if in the real world, instead of Russia and Skins, and I don't know if I don't know if we do in Australia or if they do in America still. There are enough jokes about it that maybe they still do. Yeah, it's a good point. Then again, like, orphanages haven't existed in the United States for, like, a bunch of decades, I'm pretty sure, but they're still in fiction as a narrative device, so who knows? Listeners, why not Google it and email us? <laughs> I do want to make it clear at this point that Cordovia is not a real country. Yes, that's a good point. It's like one of those fake countries like they have in the West Wing. And that's where Sebastian St. Clair is doing stuff. Yeah. Hanging out, taking names, fighting mosquitoes. <laughs> Maybe having sex with them, as we covered. <laughs> I hope I left that in the podcast. Yeah, you did. I need to start keeping notes of what conversations I cut out of podcasts, <laughs> because a few episodes on, all I remember is that we talked about it when we were recording, and then I can't remember if I left it in or not, and I have to, like, put myself in the shoes of past me being like, would I think that was relevant? Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, the Christmas special, 
that comes before this episode. So it's between season one and season two. Not that it matters because it's completely out of time anyway. Yeah, it's not really in continuity. And I still think that it makes sense to keep that one in the chamber. Yeah. It's sitting there. It's already uploaded to Libsyn and everything. Just need to pull the trigger. Where are we at? We just talked about the horse factory. Yeah, so after we talk to, or after we see Diana, we go back to Ooh. Bojack. Oops, sorry, Diana. <laughs> it's because I blame Wonder Woman. I think about it a lot. Oh, Diane's a <laughs> Diana in my eyes now. Yeah, so after we see Diane, we go back to Bojack and he's still struggling with the what are you doing here line. Diane comes over to see Kelsey and someone trips on the cable that she was meant to be watching. The like entire set gets pulled down and this girl's face gets messed up. Yeah, she like face plants into a thing of hot coffees and then later they have like a little shrine to like her face because it's gone intense should have warned people about that cable yeah also in that scene i really liked the um the david bowie top but it was a horse not a human's head dude yeah it's just the ziggy stardust t-shirt but it's a horse so i guess david bowie is canonically a horse in this universe but maybe his name is david bowie That was a better one than I thought I was going to say <laughs> when I started that sentence. I'm glad. There's also someone wearing a t-shirt that just says vintage rock band t-shirt. No, that's cool. Uh, so Bojack has a flashback to when his mum comes to watch a taping of Horse and Aloud. Didn't call it the you right one, did I? Around? <laughs> Horse and Aloud. Wait, which one? Oh, God. Which one did I say? What's happening? <laughs> this happens a lot, and we've we've made references to it on the show about how we both pause every time we are about to say horse and around because our podcast is called horse and allowed but i just realized like i'm the only one that says it because i'm the one that says hello and welcome to horse and allowed every episode yeah but when i'm seeing everybody that i ever meet or see in the street i'm like hi i do a podcast called horse and allowed like that's a yeah, lot of times i say it you do do a lot of <laughs> self-promotion actually no you know what never mind i just realized that you say it out loud all the time too when we're doing the social medias okay i forgive you thank you just this once <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've actually written down horse and aloud. Like, I've never done that before. Wow. That's really thrown me. Anyway. Oh, it's been a while, hasn't it? You've missed the show. Yes. Um. So afterwards, they go out for lunch, and she clearly disapproves of the show and of Bojack's general career. Yeah. She mentions that it was, it's not Ibsen. Do you know who that is? I did not. I looked it up. Look at me with my little research hat on today. It's a reference to... Henrik Ibsen, who wrote A Doll's House. That is a very popular play that I've never heard of or seen. Um, yeah, he's like the second most, I don't know what the word is, like prestigious playwright after Shakespeare, apparently. Did a lot of work that was like kind of controversial for its time and won lots of prizes. Man, I bet there are like theatre people listening to this right now who are so pissed off at us. Yeah, sorry, theatre people. I don't think I could actually name a playwright other than... William Shakespeare off the top of my head? Um, I could. Then manuel Miranda. Yeah, Tennessee Williams. If you say so. So we're back at the present, like out of the flashback. Mm. Bojack, Todd, and Diane. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we found another name I'm not confident about now. Yay! <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have just snipped the uh off your... <laughs> 
thing in person. Nah, it's okay. I need to learn. I've done that. Not, <laughs> not with, like, Diana, but, like, for both of us, there have been times when I've just, like, like, we've fucked up a word and I've just made it into the right word with the magic of editing, and I always feel super sneaky when I do that. <laughs> like, sometimes I'll add an S onto the end of a word that I'll copy and paste from somewhere else. It's like a game. It's a fun game. Cool. Oh, I just remembered the other game you're playing with your editing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I should remember that. I didn't play it for Azutopia episodes. Ah, oh, okay. Listeners, Which I think is fine. Email in if you know the game. Bojack, <laughs> Todd, and Diane are driving home. And oh, I should learn how to back mask. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, do that. Sorry, go on. I'll do that in my own time. Todd's trying to sleep there, because that's his whole thing this episode. And he pulls off his beanie, and there's a nightcap underneath. It's very cute. Oh, he's reading a book. It's it's an Ian McEwan novel that does not appear to actually exist, which I think is just called Sandwich. Okay, is that the guy who wrote Atonement? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. He's wrote a bunch of stuff, okay. apparently. Um, But the, the little, like, quote on the top of the book jacket that's meant to be an accolade just says, A confusing story. <laughs> Someone having a bit of fun there. <laughs> At Mr. McEwan's expense. <laughs> Um, so Bojack's on edge. He calls Princess Carolyn, who warns him to not blow the role of secretariat. I did notice during this episode that her caller image is just a ball of yarn. Oh, that's cool. And then Princess Carolyn gets a call from Rutabaga, who is a new character. Rutabaga Rabitowitz. Oh, that's his last name. Um, yeah. He's Because he's a, a rabbit. rabbit. Yeah, and they talk about her new film project, which is um, an Emily Vanderkamp film that is being directed by Goose Van Sant and the movie is about Jackie O. So the joke there is is actually Gus Van Sant directed. He directed movies like Goodwill Hunting and Milk. Are you still there? Yeah, I've just never heard of any of the people or films you've referenced in this entire thing. Okay. But it's still important information to put in there. <laughs> anyway, she's making a movie. They're making a movie about Jackie O who I always think is the radio host in Australia, who works with, what's his name, Kyle Sanderlands? But of course it's it's not. It's the no, other one. is it one. really? It's um, John F. Kennedy's wife. And they did make a movie about her recently. And I think Natalie Portman, play- Natalie Portman played her. I know who Natalie Portman is. She's one of the actors I know. Jackie O's. I think she's pretty cool. Like, I don't know that much about her, but, like, the whole thing where she was in the car when he was shot and she got whisked Coincidence? away. breaking news jackie o shot kennedy (laughs) oh no (laughs) what a trick shot should we cut that out are people still sensitive about the president getting shot people make jokes about that i think yeah they do at least about conspiracies i stand by it come at me come find me (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway and apparently she said something really I can't even remember what it is, but something really profound on the plane afterwards to the guy who was taking over from her husband. Was it, am I married to you now? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like... Yep, that's how know. marriage works. What the presidency's weird and they don't get shot that often. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bless you. It's too late for that. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, getting back to Bojack Horseman. Uh, back in the car, Diane asks Bojack how he managed to act in Horse and Allowed. I mean, Horse and Allowed. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> we shouldn't take weeks off, should we? <laughs> You've been bad at saying words. I've been really bad at knowing who celebrities are. <laughs> I mean, I know those are both things that we usually bring to the table, but still. 
<laughs> yeah, we kind of talked about that, but Bojack flashes back to his conversation with Herb in 1988, and Bojack asks if he's a clown and if he's a good actor, and Herb tells him he doesn't need to be um, because it's just a sitcom, and that if he needs to learn in the future, he can. And then back in the present, Bojack realizes that he's not really an actor, and Bojack says he will learn to act before the set is rebuilt in two days. And then we flash forward to two days later, and he didn't do anything. Ah, classic Bojack. He says he's better under pressure, but he's clearly not. Like, that's been demonstrated time and time again. I don't know. I think that the memoir thing technically shows that. I mean, he did actually write a book when it came to Uh, crunch time because he was under so much pressure. It wasn't like, I wouldn't describe him as shining under pressure, but he sort of glistens a little. Yeah, like he reached the outcome. He didn't do it in a particularly healthy way, but he did get to the end point. I see what you mean. Yeah, so Bojack goes back into his trailer where Kelsey and Lenny are waiting and they show him a machine that makes... A digital recreation of him in case he dies. They scan his head. And the they in question is a couple of scientists who are deliberately designed to look visually similar. But one is clearly a badger. And the other one is human but with a really weird nose. Yeah, it's like they had the same outline and they just coloured it different. I had been sort of thinking of that guy as like another example of like a possible weird hybrid person. Mm. But seeing it this time around, I'm like, no, I think that he just has kind of a weird nose. Like, there are definitely people with noses that weird. Mm, But then again, there wasn't really that much to go on with that pink woman with the weird nose. So, I don't know. Maybe he is as good an example, but maybe I'm reading too much into things. I still liked the way they were designed as a pair. Yeah. So back on the set, they hold a memorial for Deborah's face, and Diane gets the task of writing a sign that will replace her job. (laughs) The telling people people not to trip over the court job, not the character consultant job. Oh yeah, but that job's not taken very seriously. So Mr. Peanut Butter comes to visit Bojack and gives him some mixtapes of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, and we find out that it's a ska band, which is something I did not know. Bojack is very mean to Mr. Peanut Butter, and Mr. Peanut Butter walks away mad at himself and rips the collar off, and not the collar, the cone off, and like nibbles at his stitches. I wouldn't say he's very mean by his usual standards, he's kind of just back to normal. Yeah, okay, like that's the, a good point. He has kind of stopped buying into the George Decay tapes, I think. I think too many things have been building up for him over this last week. Yeah. So is that why Mr. Peanut Butter's mad at himself? Because he was, like, tricked by the new Bojack? No, I think that it's because he thinks he came on too strong. Aww. I think he blames himself. I felt genuinely bad for Mr. Peanut Butter in that scene. Yeah, me too. Like, he, he, there has been this consistent through line where Mr. Peanut Butter seems to genuinely want to be friends with Bojack, even though Bojack is, like, always pretty mean to him. Mm. I can see why Bojack wouldn't want to be friends with Mr. Peanut Butter. Like, I don't think that their personalities go as well together as Mr. Peanut Butter thinks they do. But, yeah. Yeah, so Todd was trying to sleep on the couch in Mr. No, not Mr. Mr. Horseman's trailer. (laughs) In Bojack's trailer. (laughs) And, yeah, Todd tells Bojack that it's all going to be okay, and he gives a big speech where the resolution is that Todd can now go home and sleep on the new couch. And you think it's going to be like Todd coming through for Bojack with some inspiring words, but it's not. But happy ending for Todd. Yay. Yeah, and then we see Charlie Witherspoon, the boss frog's son, um, is now an agent. and yep, he is a, a big jacket. Yeah. 
I got the impression from this episode that the higher up the building, the more the, the supposedly better agent you are. So he's one floor above Princess Carolyn. He gets a call from Princess Carolyn and he gives some bad news regarding the film she's working on. She gets a bit angry and then he freaks out and pretends to be an answering machine. <laughs> We've a, all been there. It's a very good scene. <laughs> and I love how <laughs> he, he's like, um, mentioned something about her leaving a message and she's like i'm not gonna leave a message and then he goes beep and she just starts leaving the message so good it was a good scene <laughs> um princess carolyn gets a call from rutabaga who has stolen a part in the film for his client and she's very angry with him well, not angry she's just disappointed yeah she's like pissed off at it and like very rightly so but yeah she clearly just like likes him enough like he's charming enough that she forgives him yeah i think that rabidowitz is actually like a very well designed character because he's a total fuckhead mm. but he's very convincingly written and acted as likable yeah and like everyone kind of knows a guy like that mm. and like his line where he's like oh, i wish i met you before my wife like that's something that i think would string somebody like princess carolyn along yeah. It's real manipulative. There are so many, like, little red flags, like, because he calls and, like, she's like, this isn't a good time. And he's like, okay, but I'm just, I'm just going to tell you about the thing anyway. Yeah, listeners, you can probably hear that we don't like him that much. He makes someone else who works on his floor cry by calling her a snooze cruise. Yeah. Ugh. Um, he's played by Ben Swartz. Sorry, could I? There are a lot of really, like, gross slang terms for female genitals, but coos has got to be one of the worst. Oh, is that what that is? That's gross. I think right after that is clunge. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> um, so he's played by Ben Swartz. I know that name. Is it from when you said it a few seconds ago, though? Fuck. Yep, probably. Um, <laughs> um, but no, you probably know him. He is a comedy actor. I don't know if he's a comedian. There's a very loose Zootopia link that i want to get to okay. in parks and rec he plays the sister of um what's her name oh the, the actress who pl voices the the sheep in zootopia that's my link <laughs> <laughs> that's technically a link i'll give you that so we come back to bojack and he's alone in his trailer in his costume listening to the audiobook and then he gets a call from his mum. his mum is just listed as B, like B-E-A, which I guess is like her first name in his phone, not as mum. Yeah, or Beatrix. And yeah. I've always called my parents by their first names my whole life, but fiction has led me to believe that it's a very serious thing to do if you're meant to call them mum and dad. Yeah. It implies distance, I guess. My parents down as in my phone as like their actual names, but then I went the extra distance to like nickname them mum and dad, so they come up as mum and dad. I've got my parents even as their first names, like what I call them, but then like in brackets, mother and father. Oh wow, that's serious. Well, like, because they're in my emergency <laughs> contacts. Oh yeah, fair enough, okay. So I want someone to like know who's who, because I've got you in my emergency contacts, and it, so that means that you in my phone is Paige Housemate. Oh, okay. My parents even say mother and father not local not local. oh okay because because oh, like cool. i want them to be informed if something happens to me but i also want it to be relatively clear that they're not going to be able to like come see me in the hospital right away or whatever because they don't live in the same state as me when you said that i said that's cool but i meant to say that's a good idea i feel like this it's both yeah. good ideas are cool okay like my t-shirt says i went to call you for this 
call that we're on now. And I was just mm. like, Jim, and you don't even come up with a last name. <laughs> should fix <laughs> do that. Do you even know my last name? I guess you do now because we say it for the podcast. Yeah. But I remember you had to fill out some forms when we moved <laughs> in together. <laughs> and, like, you didn't know my, like, legal first or last name. Yep. And then I tried to look it up on Facebook and... Yeah, that's a mugs game. <laughs> <laughs> No one knows anyone's last name. That's not the world we live in. <laughs> so if someone asked me to give them your full name, I would pretty quickly be like, Paige Winkle. Mm-hmm. But if someone just said, what's Paige's last name? I reckon there's about a 40% chance that I would say Pinkle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's jump back to this really sad phone call. Now that we've had some let's. laughs. <laughs> With a spring in our step. <laughs> So she says, uh, Bodak's mother says that she read, has read the book and she apologizes to him for him not being happy, but also says that he was- It's hereditary. Yeah, he was born broken. That's so messed up. You're Bojack Horseman, honey. There's no cure for that. Yeah. We can definitely see where Bojack gets his kind of, like, defeatist view of people from. Hmm. That guy needs therapy. I have a note about this scene. The director she was after was George Cucker, directed the, what was it, the Philadelphia thing. If you say so. Okay. Oh yeah, because she wanted, she, she was just calling him to ask for a crossword thing. Yeah. I mean, she probably had been meaning to call him about the book anyway, but like, I think that the reason why she called him right then was because she needed the crossword thing. Yeah. Also, he expects that she's after more blood. So does he donate blood to her? Wait, does he say that? Yeah. Like, are you after more blood? Yeah. Maybe he gave her some blood? You don't really, like, it's not really how blood works. Yeah. You don't need it from a relative. Unless they're the same blood type? Yeah, like, maybe if they, ha- if they have a super rare blood type. But even then, like, you don't usually call in a relative for a blood transplant. You just get blood from the, the hospital. Or maybe in a, the American healthcare system's fucked, so maybe you have to pay for blood if you get it from the blood bank. Ooh, yeah, you maybe. You can just give it to your relatives. I would not be surprised. Uh, listeners, write in. If you work in the blood vats, let us know <laughs> who gets a who gets a scoop. Oh god! <laughs> I always picture blood banks that way. I know that that's a hundred percent not how it is, and I have for at least a decade now. But I still just picture a massive churn full of blood for each type that's just got these rollers in it to stop it coagulating. <laughs> <laughs> People just like scoop a bucket <laughs> when they need <laughs> blood of that type. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, and her little image in his phone is a cigarette. Uh, they just have a shitty conversation, and he is very sad and throws down his audiobook and then delivers his line very well because he's really sad, and then they go on with the filming. Yeah. Good parenting. Yeah, great. I think she even brings that up in the conversation. She's like, oh, you must have thought I was a terrible mother. Because of all the really shit mothering I did. Yeah. <laughs> you can like us on Facebook at Horse and Aloud, H-O-R-S-I-N apostrophe A-L-O-U-D, or follow us on Tumblr at horseandaloud.tumblr.com. Being too long. I've forgotten the email address. One moment. You can email us at horseandaloud at gmail.com, or tweet at us at horseandaloudpod on Twitter. That was right, wasn't it? <laughs> if you like the show, it would really help us if you rate us or review us on iTunes, or just lock one of your good friends in a room and play it loudly through the door until they lose consciousness. Also, email us. Like, it's a. It's, I think it's become a running joke between us that we don't. We're not getting emails. Email the us. The first five people to email us will get a picture of my butt. Oh, Jim. No, something better.
Um. <laughs> if you email us, I won't send you a picture of my butt. <laughs> it's the only way to be safe. I'm Jem DeSalis. And I'm Paige Winkle. Until next time. Suck, suck a, a dick, dick, dumb, dumb shits. shits.